0: Okay, there I was sitting on the plane minding my own business as I normally like to do nowadays I have headphones and nobody talks to me but I was sitting on a plane minding my own business and a very interesting conversation was going on which I just could not help to listen to not intentionally but it was like in my face it was speaking very loudly what could I do anyway there was a fellow there who was talking about certain experiences he had and he was telling it over to his seatmate. not sure if they were friendly if they were driving together this I don't know but he was telling him and he says to him you know I had a certain court case I had to hire a lawyer now lawyers in America are very very expensive and I couldn't just get to a lawyer it was a very big case involving a tremendous amount of money I needed to get a top lawyer I needed to get one of the big guns. I needed to get a good lawyer that's going to win this case and make me a tremendous amount of money. Otherwise, there's no chance I might lose all my business and I'll lose all my fortune. So he was telling him what, how he looked, how he searched, he got recommendations to find the right lawyer. And he found the right guy, who was apparently unbelievably hard to get hold of and unbelievably hard to get to agree to take on new cases. He said, give me a chance. He called him up and he spoke to him. He told him the situation and he said, he said very carefully, he said like this. He said, okay, said, if you want to start the case, no problem. I need $20,000 in my bank account by the end of the day, and we'll start the case. Meaning, if you give me $20,000, we'll start, the, 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 we'll be like on the cheshven, I'll be on the account. And then, we'll take off after that, and we'll refill that if we need to. So, $20,000 of fortunate money, especially... To someone that I don't even know is, you know, what, what's going to happen. But he's supposed to be an incredible lawyer. He's got tremendous experience. I'm going to do it. He puts in, he transfers twenty thousand dollars to the lawyer's bank account. He sends in the details of the case, the contact numbers, the email addresses of the people involved. You know, he gives them all the details of the case, and the lawyer says, "Leave it with me." Okay, left it with him. No problem. He knew that the lawyer was sending a few phone calls, a few emails, making a few calls, speaking to a couple of people about the case to get it going. He gets an email about three days later from this lawyer saying, alright, there's only $5,000 left in the account, can you please refill the account before I continue? And the guy's like, huh? That's $15,000. You made a couple of phone calls, you sent a few emails, $15,000... Uh, he said what's the shot so the lawyer said to him you have to understand this is he said, he said, this phone call alone that you called me it's what the lawyer is telling him I'm hearing this conversation the lawyer is telling this guy you know you've just spoken to me for 24 minutes so far on the phone you've just used up another $3,000 for the account we're now holding by $2,000 are you crazy that's $124 a minute that's what this guy is charging boy am I in the wrong business that's what I was thinking but it's an unbelievable thing because when you know that every moment you're on the phone to a guy every minute is $124 I can guarantee you one thing you're going to be very careful the words that you say you're going to be very, very mindful of every word that you use to make sure that it's used in the right way Rabbi Yisrael, I want to start the Hashem brand new series a brand new series you've never done here before a brand new series Hashkafa and Aloha. Of Kedusha Sadibu, the power of speech that words can kill. It's an unbelievable subject. We're going to go through a journey, through many different halachas, many different ideas. People think, oh, it means he's speaking about Lashon Hora. That's what I heard from myself. Oh, you're probably speaking about Lashon Hora, right? Yes, I will eventually, but it might take me five or six shiurim, or maybe even eight till I even get to Lashon Hora. Because there's so much we have to get to before we even get there. And I'm speaking about it specifically now. Why did I choose now? Because we're holding in shape him. Shodim is a gavaldiga gavaldiga yom, it's a gavaldiga time, the Shodim speaks about how the Zman of Shodim is a schooler for a person to work on in Yone Kedusha. So I want to tell you like this, there are two types of a bris. There are two types of a bris. Number one is a bris ha that's a bris-mila, circumcision that a child has a few days after he's born. And then there's something called the bris-haloshan. The covenant of the tongue of the mouth both of these energies are a connection and have to be used carefully and has to be used in the correct manner now the function of speech listen to the comparison it's absolutely unbelievable This is a lot of this is Alpi Kabbalah in the Kabbalah Svan they bring this down that the, cover, the function of speech parallels the function of reproduction which is why there's a Briss and there's a Briss and they compared one to the other that the, again, the function of speech parallels... The function of reproduction... That means like this... In the lower world, in the world that we see... The output is our offspring... It's our children... In the higher world... In shamayim... The output is our words... That we use when we speak... And just like children... Are an outward expression... Of the body of the parents... In a physical manner... So do the words or an outward expression of the mind of the speaker. That's what words represent. Words represent what's going on in your mind, and as we'll speak about in the next few shurim, we'll see so much about this, and how careful a person has to be, and how much you can affect somebody else's life, and more importantly, your own life, with the words that you use. Speech is a a basic tool of creation that separates a human being from an animal. We'll see, by HaShem, the very first taveri that was done in the world was the nohosh, was the snake, with Chava, and the Aveya all started with speech, that's how it all began. Wasted words, wasted words, is also an Aveira. people don't even realize that, the Vilna Goin, Vilna Goin says a tremendous thing, says the Vilna Goin, that the consequence, of wasting speech, is a cause of tremendous suffering, in the next world. And he explains, and I don't understand exactly what he means, you have to understand it on a basic surface level, as I did, that the nishomas, as that Vilna Gaon explains goes through a type of being flung from one place in the world to another place in the world, and every statement that you say says the Vilna Gaon has to be flung from one end of the world to the other end of the world and never actually arrives because there's no goal to that speech. That means if you say something that has no toiles, no goal, no purpose then the suffering that happens in the next world because of that speech that you will go through is unimaginable. Now again, I don't understand exactly what that means, but it doesn't sound like a party. That's for sure. <laughs> the Vilna Goyne writes, in the Igeres Hagra, in the letter, person wants to get how many years are you on this world for? How many years are you going to live for? 70, 80, 90, Mitzvah Shem, 120, Be'ezvah Shem. But Lemaise, most people, 70, 80, 90, Halavai. Says the Vilna Goyin. this world is a small fleeting world, eventually goes away, you live it for a certain amount of time, and then it's over. The next world is for eternity. The next world is forever, and ever, and ever, and ever. Says the Vilna Goyne, how are you going to be zaycha to Ulam Says the Vilnogoy in the Yigeras Hagor, Ikel Eschos La Oile Mabah B'Shmiras Piv, is watching that mouth of what it says. V'zeu Yosemikol HaTorah V'Amisim Ki Apeh Kadosh Kadoshim. Says the Vilnogoy more than all the Torah, all the Mishnayos, all the Gemaras, all the Halachas, everything you've learned in your entire life. Says the Vilnogoy more than all of that is Kadosh Apeh, watching the words that come out of your mouth. Which we'll speak about Be'ez HaShem. Says the Vilna Goen, and he continues, that a person has to struggle with this till the day that he dies, not with fasting, but with placing a muzzle on your mouth to prevent a person from speaking improperly. And this is more than all the fasts in the world. It's the essence of tshuva, and it's a kapor for all the other. Unbelievable thing. Says the Vilna Goen, for one moment, that a person is muzzling his mouth, and he decides not to say, that which he shouldn't, which again we'll discuss in future Shirom what exactly we're referring to, and it doesn't only mean loss and, and Horror. If you stop for one moment and you say, No, I'm not going to say that insult, or that whatever it may be to somebody else, says the Vilna Goin, to a hidden light that the, uh, of the Oragonus, that there isn't a malach or creature in the world that can comprehend that light just by preventing yourself from saying that which you want to say, which we will explain exactly what that means. The Chavetz Chaim in Shemir Saloshan brings down the following marshal. he says, that a person, can you imagine, azah Chashu he finishes Shishay Shri Mishnah, he goes to all the Mishnayats, he goes to Shas, Be'in, every Taisemers, beautiful, what a Talmud Chacham, what a Chashu He's sitting in Kolel his entire lifetime learning. Or he's a working guy that mummish Mishimus Nefesh, he learns Torah at any spare minute that he has. What a beautiful thing. He's amazing. Look what he's done. Said the Chavetz Chaim. That guy is going to come to the next world. All right, God. Give me the reward. Let's go. All that reward from all that Mishimus Nefesh of waking up early in the morning, going to bed late at night giving up on sleep, giving up from all the other things that he wanted to do because I sat and learned. Come on, God. Let me see the reward. What's in store for me? Come on, finish shas. Every toastmas. Every mishnah. Went through a whole chelkei Come on, I've got to get something for that. He the well, going, you get up there. Zero. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing left. Everything you did has been wiped out and erased. Says the Chofetz Chaim, you won't find a single Gomorrah to be... To, nothing! It's gone! Because if you don't watch your mouth, and you don't see what comes out of your mouth, Hashem irachim And again, I'm not only discussing Lashon Hora. We'll see Be'ez Hashem, a lot to discuss. The Chovetz Chaim says another idea in Nidche Yisroel, Perik Beis. He brings down the famous marshal that he says that if you have a beautiful instrument... That instrument can play beautiful music. You have a guitar, you have a violin, you have a piano, an instrument, a flute, anything you have. can play beautiful music, beautiful music. If it's missing a string, or if it's missing a bar, a note, whatever it may be, it won't play the same music. Says the Chovetz Chaim, our mouths have tremendous koyach, tefillah, Torah. We need so many things in our lives. Who over here can tell me they need nothing in their lives? Impossible. Everyone needs something, whether it's health whether it's Simcha, whether it's a Shinach, whether it's Shalom Bayis, whether it's children, whether it's Panosal, whatever it is, everyone needs something. The Reb Chaim writes this, if the whole world needs nothing, then the entire world goes back to Tov V'vorah, there's no purpose in the world. Everyone needs something. Your mouth can accomplish everything that you need. T'vila is incredible. T'vila is like the most beautiful instrument, says the Chofetz Chaim, but if you ruin the instrument, it won't play the same music. And when you want to dub them, For something that you need, and all of a sudden you need a shirach, you need shalabias, you need children, you need good children, you need good parnasa, you need need things, and you say, "God, why are you not listening to me? I'm davening with all my heart." Yeah, but your mouth was used for other things, and your mouth is now missing some strings. Pesher isn't going to play the same music. It doesn't have the same koyach. It's like a knife that's been blunted, that used to be a sharp knife, that can slice through an onion in a second, with a very swift, gentle push, all of a sudden, now you've got to push, and you've got to push, and still it doesn't cut well. Your mouth is the sharpest tool that there is. It can be beautiful, and it can slice through anything, or maybe not. And that says the Chovetz Chaim, is what a person has to be so careful, the words that come out of your mouth, and again, we haven't even begun to understand the different topics that we're going to be discussing, in this series, but just to give you a hakdoma you know, we, share, we say in the beginning of Shemoneh, so three times a day, Hashem Svasai Tiftah, we know that the Rebbeinu biggest matona to a human being is the ability to speak. In fact, that's what separates us and an animal. And if you don't know how to use that gift, you don't know how to use your mouth properly, there is no difference between you and an animal. And not only that, we know that the Targum says that when the Rebbeinu gave speech to Adam, he made him into a ruach, Mamala, a creature of speech. That's what it is. Says the Svarna Gavaldiga thing in Parish Baratish that the gift of speech is an amazing thing. Because we know that when Bilam, Balak, the whole sugya, that the donkey started speaking back to him. Incredible thing, says Rav Ruderman from Nayisrol, that the Svarna is comparing the two, you know why? Because we should appreciate our speech no less than a donkey speaking, which is the most incredible thing. But I want to tell you something else. I want to tell you an unbelievable some soifah. This some soifah is mind-boggling. It's life-changing some soifah. It's in Parashas Koyrach and Torah Moshe. Look it up. He talks about the Medrash. There's a famous Medrash. We all grew up with this Medrash. That Koyrach comes to Moshe Rabbeinu and asks Moshe Rabbeinu various questions. Question number one. If you have a house full of sforim, a whole house, can you imagine, lined with beautiful brand new swarm? Does it need be mezuzah? And Moshe said, yeah, that's what he said, right? So, <laughs> that's cute. But if I have a scroll with a couple of parishes of Kriyushima, that potters the whole house, a whole line of swarm in my swarm shrank, is not going to potter the whole house? doesn't make any sense. It says the chasam soifah. Think about it. He had a beautiful taina. He's right. He's right. What's the pshat? Why is it that if I have one little scroll on the engines of to my house, it, I, that patches the whole place, doesn't need a safer inside? But if I have a house full of shwarim, I still need a mezuzah? Says the chassam sofer, most unbelievable yisoid. It's the remez that the mezuzah is dafka going on the door. That a person has to makadosh that which is going on on the inside. Says the Khsam Soifa, it's a remiss to Shmira as The person is guarding the mouth on everything that goes on inside. It says the Khsam that if a person has a goof full of Svarim, full of Torah, he's so full. He's got Gomorrahs, he's got Shulchanarah, he's got Nadrashim, he's got Chumish, khum, everything is inside him. It. Beautiful. He's a house full of Svarim. You don't have a mezuzah? You don't watch what goes out of that mouth and what comes in that mouth as well, obviously. Then you have no mezuzah. It's worthless. Totally worthless. But if you have an empty guff, no Torah, nothing, but you have a mezuzah, you have a guard on your mouth, you watch what you say, it patches the whole gulf, Like a house without stone. So let me just end with one last thing just for today. There was an 81-year-old man who said over this story, he said he was 8 years old and he said that he remembered years ago he came into shul and he lost his mother within the year. It was the, I think it was the site He couldn't afford a bus to shul, he had no money. He was an 8 year old boy, he had to say Kaddish for his mother, It was the site And he comes into shul and he davens for the omer. It was difficult for him, he was 8 years old, whatever and he goes to Shul he said Kaddish and the old man comes up to him and says why are you saying Kaddish what's the matter why are you saying Kaddish you're 8 years old he said well my mother died within the year whatever he says what where's the schnapps where's the cake where's the alcohol he said I I can't really afford you know I can't I didn't want to answer but he couldn't afford anything the old man says to him ah a yodzite without cake without whiskey without something he vowed at that time i am never walking into a shul again if that's what someone can say to me he said it took me 80 years to pluck up the carriage and come into the shul once again because somebody said something to me that hurt me so deeply and it was as we go through the shul we have no idea that we have no idea what it means, the power that everything we say can affect others and can affect ourselves. Hashem tomorrow. Hashem on Sunday. We're going to go through some of the halachas and ideas that we've spoken about today. Have a wonderful day.